0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job
1: sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a view from the Bullins podcast. Listen to all the latest news and inside track from Goodison Park.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn,
1: you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome back
2: to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Ben Stanley, and Matt Smith, also known as Tactically Everton, on social media. Lee, we've had a weekend off. Everton now face a difficult trip down to the London Stadium to face West Ham. It's Sunday, it's a 2pm kickoff. six away points all season, one win, three draws, <laughs> nine losses. It's going to get worse. 14 goals conceded in our last four away games and only one goal scored. I presume you're not that confident about <laughs> Sunday's game.
3: Um, yeah, well, I suppose if be put it like that, Mick, um, it, it's very, very difficult to be confident without sounding stupid, really. Um, there Caribbean pattern under Frank Lampard, and obviously I'm not blaming him solely for this. But the away results seem to be getting worse, not better. I think we've gone three, two, four, five in terms of goals conceded in away games. It's just it's it's really really tough to watch. A lot of the performances are quite predictable, but that needs to change soon. We've we've spoken about the need of going back to basics really, really fighting and digging in. And even if it's getting a point, you know, you know, grinding out a nil-nil or a scrappy, boring 1-1. And you know, I think we'd all take that every day of the week, you know, because at a point down there, when you look at the other teams who are down there, you know, they're not going to be stringing a, a run of wins together. You know, if, if you can just start picking up little points here and there, it does you the world of good. And then also it takes the pressure off... Some of the home games because every time we go into a home game at the minute, it just feels like the build-up is so huge and there's such a reliance on picking up points at home that can't really carry on because although Goodison Park's a hard place to play and we are much better at home, you know we're not going to win every game between now and the end of the season and it's going to be so so close. All I'm seeing of late is you know you know here's Everton's remaining games. How many points do you think we're we're going to get out of that? You know, some of them are quite optimistic. Some of them are pessimistic. And but what I will say is, we're not going to win every home game that's left, and we need to start picking up the odd point here and there away from home. Now, if you look at West Ham, you know, there's an argument that they're, they're out of the top four race now. I think that's safe to say, um, but they have got European football to to play for. <laughs> the only crumb of optimism I'm, I'm sort of clinging on to is that they've gone deep. In the Europa League, and maybe some of the the minds of the players are going to be on that, and not wanting to get injured for you know big games that, that they've got coming up in that competition. But then you've also got the David Moyes factor, and you know he's going to want to do well and prove himself against his old club and, and a club that he was keen to join again as, as a manager. You know, second time around. Um, you know, he'll probably remember the the days at Goodison Park where. You know, the Grim Reaper was out for him and it ended up being his last game as in charge of Man United and things like that. You know, managers and players will remember these type of things and there will be an incentive for Moise to get a result. So we're, we're going to have to do it the hard way. We're going to have to earn it. And you know, we're going to have to see a difference to recent away performances. If we go a goal down, um, you know, it, we can't just keep capitulating. We have to manage the game for the next 10, 20 minutes and gather ourselves and remember what they've worked on. During the week, and not just allow allow themselves to collapse and completely surrender a result, because it's not right, and, and the the fans that are travelling down to West Ham on Sunday, they, they deserve better than that. So listen, it, there's no easy games in the Premier League. We saw that when we went to Norwich and got beat, albeit under you know an awful manager who had lost the dressing room. But we're going to have to work hard. We're going to have to dig in. We're going to have to be be stronger mentally. We're going to be up against the home crowd again who are going to be back in the side. Um, so we're, we're going to have to do a lot better. There's going to have to be massive improvements, uh, but we're, we're up against They Put it that way, we're not favourites, Mick.
2: Mm, Matt, you know, it is a difficult trip, isn't it? West Ham, they are a good team. They're going strong. But do you have any optimism going down to the London Stadium? Do you think Frank Lampard may change the system, change the personnel and come up with a formula that will get Everton a result?
1: Well, I think, echoing what Lee said, it, it is difficult to be optimistic at the moment. But um, without without Alan, it's, it's never going to be easy, especially with, you know, we were already pretty low on sort of defensive midfielders. So, if obviously we can get Fabian Delft back, that would be a, a welcome addition. But if he if he isn't available, then it, it's not looking great, if I'm honest, because it's inevitably going to be Van der Beek and Decore holding, which you know, we we just know it's not going to work. We saw with Gomez and, and DeCore against Palace, they, they're just not that, they're not players that are able to sit and defend like that. So, yes, yeah, it's, it, it's difficult to to be optimistic, but I, I'd like to see Alex Awobi coming into the sort of more central area because I think last time we played West Ham, we got absolutely dominated. I think it's, it's one of them games where we Everton fans on Twitter afterwards were heaping praise on Declan Rice and a lot of the time after defeats, we're, we're not too, you know, we're very emotional and we don't like to praise other players. But I've never seen a sort of Everton Twitter like that. It was like, wow, this guy's this guy's special. But we gave him too much time on the ball. And, you know, if we have Alex Awebi in there, not as an actual number 10 playing off the striker, it's more of a, sort of an advanced eight where he can help out defensively, but still press and not let Declan Rice have much time on the ball. So, I think last time we played him, we set up 4 4 2 with Grey in the 10, and he's just not really got that defensive mindset. Whereas we've seen in recent weeks with Alex Awobi, he, his work rate's been phenomenal. And we saw it when uh, Alan, say, Maximum came on um, when we played Newcastle, and Awobi's work rate was crucial in sort of nullifying his threat. He barely had a sniff when he came on. So, I, I would like to see, yeah, a midfield free. Even with the lack of numbers, and potentially tuck away being there because I think the only way we're going to get any kind of result is if we pack out that midfield, don't let Declan Rice have time on the ball, and, and yeah, and try and, and nullify their threat. Because last time we played, they had 61% possession and they averaged about 47% all season. So we just let them play, and inevitably they beat us. So that's the one thing I want to see from this performance: is just do not let them have time on the ball in midfield, and just battle. Because obviously we've we've said about how reliant we are on home games, but I just don't want to see them fold away from home again. It's it's been painful to see. I think we're bottom on the away uh, league table, and as much as you know the home games are probably going to keep us up if if we do stay up, it would just be nice to see them not fold, not crumble under pressure. And then it, like Lee said, it gives us a little bit of breathing space in our home games.
2: Mm, interesting. And Ben, the last time there was an international break, Newcastle and, and Eddie Howe, they took their squad over to, I believe it was Dubai, for a few days for, for warm weather training. And when they came back, Eddie Howe said it had been a, a fantastic few days, a real bonding session. And they'd worked on tactics, worked on ideas and plans. And then Newcastle went on a good run of form. Everton chose to stay in Liverpool at Finch Farm over this international break where most of the Everton squad was still with Frank Lampard and the coach and stuff. And do you feel that this international break could have a similar effect for Everton where Lampard and his staff can get their ideas across to the players with no distractions, no other games and almost have a similar effect to how it worked for Eddie Howell and Newcastle?
4: Well, hopefully that's that's obviously the (laughs) the planning behind it. I think this squad and team needed this two-week break away from football because we've got a hard, compact run of games coming up. And we'll start at West Ham away on Sunday, then goes on to Burnley, and then obviously Manchester United. So there's three games in a week here for a squad who's so little they needed this break. Dominic Calvert-Lewin needed this break. It was imperative, I think, that he kept up with his own fitness regime because he just looked slightly off the ball, missed time in his jumps, just little things like that that you notice when you're in the crowd. And the likes of Fabian Delpho, obviously, Matt t- touched on there. He, I think he's going to be massive for the run. You just need to try and somehow keep him fit and get him in that team and just do the dirty work because he wants to get on the ball. He creates possession for others and he's not a player that's going to shy away you you don't just walk into a Pep Guardiola side if you're if you're buying average of football so these two weeks are going to come up at a more crucial time um as well the the likes of Yeri Mina but since he's starting light training if he looked someone like that can come into the Burnley game it's massive and unfortunately the position we're in you start looking around at other fixes, and you look at Watford they go to Liverpool on Saturday you look at Burnley they host Man City so this game on Sunday, if we can somehow even pick up a point and in Dreamworld 3, it just creates that little bit more momentum. It creates that little bit more of a gap. And the likes of Burnley and Watford, if they go on to lose them games, go, oh, Evan, have picked up another point there, another three points, and we play them on on Wednesday night. It could be just that, that little extra edge that these players might need mentally because if you get beat and you don't create that more of a gap, that gives you a bit more of a leeway. But the game's massive, I think, again. Um, I'm just fed up of going to the away games and seeing us go one nil down and crumble, which we've seen God knows how many times. And we're due a performance like we did at Brighton. I know it was one game, and I don't know like you said before, mixed six points all season away from home. And unfortunately, you've got to pick up some points here and there away from home. You've got to. You can't be bottom of any sort of table. And we are, like you said, at the away form. And something needs to change. It's up to Frank Lampard to find the system, find the players, Find the way he's going to play, get them playing as a unit and, and compact because you see that the likes to topped them away. He got it completely wrong. The players were stepping out of position. They were getting in around the back. Look at that. Fabianskin goals been solid all see- season season. Kert Zuma, X Loney has been superb. Um, Thomas Shucchek and as Matt quite you said, Declan Rice. That performance at Goodison was it was like a Rolls Royce in the midfield, owned it, had all the time in the world, just shows how intelligent he is a footballer. And there's no surprise to certain teams coming in with 100, 150 million pound bids potentially in the summer. Four now's one of the most attacking wingers as well. Ben Rama, he knocks about Lanzini's he's creative. Jared Bowen, we haven't even touched on him and Antonio. They've got a really good attack and threat. And they remind me of David Moyes under Everton, a team that's going to work hard for one another and, and press all day. And maybe not the I'm not going to set the world They're like, look, they're in the quarter final of the UEFA league. They're a good, good side. I'm just hoping, Mick, that this team can come up with one of them performances that we go, where have they been all season? Where's that team been all season? You know, th- these random Everton and aways. I remember it was at West Ham a few years ago. We went there and won 2-0 and it was regard- regardless of one of our best away victories of <laughs> the past 10 years because you don't come about that often. So, I'm not saying I'm optimistic. I'm just hoping this two-week break, like you said, the team have gone away, gone a bit closer, got a few names back, worked on formations, worked on tactics, and they can come together as a unit because it couldn't have come in a better team, a better time, sorry, because that away performance of Crystal Palace was, again, one of the worst we've seen all season. I don't know how many times I can come on and say these that we were even worse than last time, but we were. It was shocking. First 20 minutes, we played really well and then folded after the, the one goal. So, it's going to be important. If we can just get a point, a point, massive, really, really is. I'm sure the lads share the same view. Uh, the next two games, West Ham away, Burnley away. That Burnley away game's enormous. We can't afford any more injuries. Just hope we can set up solid and build a bit of momentum to that game on Wednesday.
2: Mm, Lee, looking at the two games, obviously Sunday and then the trip to, to Turf Moor on Wednesday, with uh, uh, over 10 days off, we will talk about the systems and, and who's going to play and the personnel. But do you now think Lampard and his staff are maybe trying to get into the minds of the Everton players? Obviously, the mentality of a lot or a host of Everton players has been questioned, especially on the road. So do you think maybe over these over this break they've maybe tried to get into the head of the Everton players? Because over the next few days, Sunday to Wednesday, they are almost on their own, aren't they? They don't have the home fans behind them. They're gonna have a, you know a proportion of the Everton fans there, but it's a, it's a minor a percentage compared to the, the home capacity. So they are on their own and they've got to stand on their own two feet here, haven't
3: they? Yeah, they do. You know, and, and like we've said before, that should be the minimum expectation, but these players don't seem to be able to get themselves up for it and create that sort of inner desire to go go out and want to put a performance in unless everything's going their way. Now, I know we've touched upon defensive frailties and, you know, the, the individuals that we've all as Evertonians, probably identified as the ones that keep letting us down. But you know, I just hear Ben talking there around the first twenty minutes at Crystal Palace, and, and it being a, we played really well. It was a great performance, and that saddens me. It really, really does because I know what Ben means. You know, it was bright. You know, we were pro- we were on the front foot, but we didn't create anything. We literally didn't create a bean. I think Mick, Mick, Michael Keane had half half a chance or whatever. But apart from that, it wasn't as if we were, we were peppering Crystal Palace's goal and we were really on top and looked like scoring. It, that's a concern for me. You know, th- this side has stopped creating as well. We just, we just don't look like scoring. And, and the goals have really, really dried up. So I hope you're right, Mick. I hope this last week and a half, Lampard and his coaching staff and whoever else is involved has really took the opportunity to get into these players and, like we've said before, look them in the eye. You know, and, and look at what's staring back at them, and go, "Are you up for this now?" Because this is Everton Football Club we're talking about, and there's 11 games left, and we are still, we've not been able to fight our way out, and you know, pull away like the way Leeds and not Leeds, sorry, Newcastle and others have. We've not been able to do that. We're still down there, and it, it's crux. Now it's it it is literally do or die. You know, we've we've been unfortunately we've we've saw this coming for a long, long time. It's happened. You want to look and who, who are the men you want to go to war with? Who, who are the who are the men you want in your corner? You know, if you were going to use a boxing analogy in, in a situation like this, and it may not necessarily be your most talented footballers and, you know, where we all choose our best 11 and we say, right, there's Evans' best 11. It may not look a little bit like that. Matt, There, I think he makes a great point. I think there's a place for Alex Iwobi, you know, and, and if you would have said that to me a few months back, I think, you know, all the thought you were mad, but, he, he's fighting, and, he, and he's proven in recent weeks that he's willing to go out there and put the work in. He looks like he's wanting to prove something to the fans, to himself, to the Lampard, whoever it may be. But for whatever reason, he's fighting for the cause and he's putting the work in, and that's what we, we need eleven of those. You know, we, we don't want. We, we can't afford passengers. We can't afford people who are going to crumble if we go a goal down because that's what football's about. You know, it's, it's a game of swings and roundabouts, highs and lows. You're going to concede the first goal on occasions. You know, it's absolutely remarkable that Everton now, you, you know, the fans watching either at the stadium or at home, everyone is universally saying, you know, a goal goes in and, and I, can, I know I can turn the television off or I might as well get off from the stadium because it, it's it's game over more often than not. You know, that, that says a lot. That says all you need to know about this group of players. But they've proven on the odd occasion, on the all too rare occasion, may I add, that they can do it. You just don't do it consistently enough or when things are going against them. So, you know, I'm not, I'm no sports psychologist. I'm not a football manager, but the people who are paid to do those jobs, I, I do hope they've taken this opportunity, this time, because there hasn't been many internationals away from the group to find some something to try, work on some cohesiveness, not just in the at the back, but going forward as well. You know, how, how are we going to get Damari Gray, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, Looking a little bit more, you know, cohesive and getting a synergy going between those three because there's just nothing. There's just nothing happening. The, the midfield behind them. You know, we need to find a system that not only provides perfection, protection to a vulnerable back four, but is also capable on the break or whatever of providing a threat going forward because that's dried up. So there's a lot of ifs and buts. You know, we can only look back at what we've seen and what we've witnessed and, that, and it hasn't been great. And that's why we're all going into this fixture, you know, very, very low in confidence and optimism. But hopefully they've worked on something. Something can click and they can surprise us, like Ben said, um on Sunday. But it's a it's a huge week for the club. And I, I just want us to get something out of West Ham because otherwise what is already a massive, massive... There's, there's a reason Sky have put it on Evan versus Burnley but already a massive game becomes even bigger and really, uh, you know, even under even more pressure doesn't fill me with much confidence.
2: Mm, Matt, Lee talks about cohesiveness amongst the front three in, in Damari Gray, Richarlison and, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So how, how difficult is that for Frank Lampard to get them firing again? Obviously at the start of the season, they looked electric. I know, I remember down at Brighton, they looked absolutely fantastic as a three. So how hard is it to get... Those three back playing with each other because we have tried numerous systems, numerous formulas and nothing's really clicked since the start of the season. So like Lee said, is is it maybe a confidence thing? Is it maybe they just need a goal? Maybe Calvert-Lewin needs a goal and a, a grey assist? What do you think it is? What is the missing formula for you?
1: Yeah, I think you're bang on with the, with the confidence thing and, and needing a goal because... Attacking players. That's what. That's what they. You know, started off as attackers for when they were younger. They. They love scoring goals. They love creating. And none of the front three or, or front four, whoever we're playing, have been contributing in, in front of goal recently. You know, our, we scored against Newcastle, Alex Awobi, but you're not seeing Richarlison, Cavaloon, Greg, Gray, Gordon cre- creating anything at the moment. They're not creating. They're not scoring goals. And I just think we just need that one game where we. We win two or three by two or three goals, and just dominate because obviously we beat Newcastle. But realistically, it wasn't a great performance. We didn't dominate the game. We didn't create it a lot, but we got the result we needed. But now we just need that performance as well as the result just to give that confidence again. You know, I'd love to see Gordon getting on the score sheet, Calvert Lewin shutting the critics up, and and getting a goal. And I just think that would just be a, such a big boost. And it, it's definitely starting on Sunday because. Obviously, Sunday's important, but Burnley's even bigger. So if we can just get a little bit more confidence in these players going into that Burnley game, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to do them the world of good. Because I think if we get battered on su- Sunday, for example, we're all, they're already low on confidence. And going into the Burnley game, which is, is massive, because if they, you know, it's a six-pointer, if they win, you know, they, they're right down our neck and we, we can't, we just cannot afford to lose that game. And yeah, it, it's hard because Lampard is an attacking manager. That's what he's, he's been known for over the, the few years. But it's difficult because we're, we're not creating anything and we're not seeing that attacking style at the moment. And it, it, unfortunately, it starts from, from the defence because we're not able to play out from the back you know, it's all right saying yeah, he's an attacking manager, but it, it starts through the whole team. It, it starts from the defence. That's all the best attacking teams play that way. You see Man City. Everything starts through Edison. You know, the likes of Cancelo and Diaz, they touch the ball more than any of their attacking players, because that's where every single attack starts. And we've got centre-backs who try and play it between each other and then just go long. And we've got centre-midfielders who won't get on the ball, who are scared to get on the ball, as won't take the ball in the half turn and play forward. They'll take the ball, bounce it back. And we with a bit of confidence, we know they can do it. I've seen Donny van der Beek do it, you know, for Man United, for Ajax. He's willing to get on the ball. He's willing to play. We've seen it with Andre Gomez over the years, maybe before his injury, but he's willing to play. You know, Allen can play. They can play. Decoro we've seen we've seen DeCoro playing. you know, nice football in at times. But it's when he's got that confidence. It was when he was scoring goals at the start of the season. He was he was willing to get on the ball. He's willing to dig in. But none of them players at the moment are willing to do that. So that's why we need that player in centre midfield. We need them centre-half to trust the midfielders. That's when the chances will come in attacking positions. Because, like I said, it starts from the back. You can't get the ball from Pickford to Gray and Gordon in one move. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's... Unless we're hitting it to Cavallon and he's winning every single header and we're playing off him, it doesn't. It just simply doesn't work like that. So we need to build up through the lines. And that's when we just need the players now to go, right, I'm taking responsibility here. I'm getting on the ball. Even if it doesn't work the first time, the second time, the third time, I'm going to keep trying and keep trying to get on the ball because that's, that is just the only way we're going to get through this now. And I hate to keep bringing it back to Delve because... You know, we can't rely on someone that's injured so much, but I just I just have this feeling that he's going to be that man to get on that pitch and go, I'm going to take responsibility here. Give me that ball and we're going to play because none of the other players at the moment are currently doing that.
2: Ben, talk of, of Dominic Calvert-Loon from from Matt. Obviously, we're all fully aware of his training schedule over the last international break. He's been apparently doing double training sessions to try and get up to to match fitness and get back to his old self. And then in the media... There was obviously rumours and, and a media ramp up about he'd agreed to deal with Arsenal, which was then squashed by his agent and said, no, no, Dominic is just focusing on training and finishing the season strong at Everton. Regardless of all the transfer hype, which will obviously, that will come in the summer with a lot of Everton players. Do you think at the moment it's just time for heads down, work hard, including Dominic Carvert-Lewin and prove why he is Everton's number
4: nine? Yeah, definitely. Because like you said, it's been a poor season for Dom, hasn't it? I know he's had some really serious injuries and it was li- likened to obviously Jean-Philippe Cabaman's injury when he literally tore his quadriceps wasn't it, off his, off his bone. So he- he's going to have to come back with a bang. He's had a long, difficult season. Obviously, he's only scored three goals, hasn't he? But when he's on form and on fire, everything goes off him. You, you look at that Leeds game at home a few weeks back, everything was round calvert Looney. He didn't score, but he was winning headers. Was getting the ball down, he was interlinking with players, bringing other players into, into the game. And, and as Matt quite rightly said, there, if you're gonna go for long through Carvalho and you need them to be on, on the game because we haven't got the players at the moment to actually get hold of the ball, get out on the floor, play between the lines, break the lines, make them runs behind the backs of the fullbacks, they just don't do it. Don't know why, but we just can't do it. So it might just be a case of getting Dom up, up to fitness and playing off him, get the second ball off Calvert-Lewin, get us higher up the pitch by potentially going along, And if it keeps us up, I don't care how pretty the football is. I just want to win games. I just want to get three points on the board, secure our Premier League survival and go from there. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a great striker. He is a fantastic number nine. He needs. He's still very raw in regards to when he goes through one-on-one, he potentially should score when he doesn't and um, you look at other strikers who have that chance, for example, Harry Kane, and you know for a fact the scoring through one on one, you know where to go. Dominic hasn't quite got that in his bag at the moment, but like I said, the schedule he has has been horrendous this season. Like obviously got brought, up, I think still to this day, got washed back very early for, for the games around Christmas time, got injured again, little niggles here and there, which are gonna happen. But because we haven't got the squad and the players to bring in around him we had to sacrifice him we had to because we are in a re- we we're in a relegation battle back at christmas and i know some fans said we weren't but we were we, we could all see it on this podcast we we've said it for weeks now for months we're-, we're in a we're in a battle here and look where we are a few months on so he's going to be crucial like matt said again i feel like reading with matt quite a lot here he needs a goal get him a goal and the confidence of come rushing back obviously he had that penalty against brighton which he scarred and missed and that could have done him the well. they couldn't really kicked on his season, but it, he didn't go in, um, and he must just feel like what, what he needs to do to get a goal. But I think at the, the Newcastle, um, a few other games where Nelly he came on and he did like an overstretch, and he was so close to getting on the end of that cross. But then you look at how he, he his interplay was with Alex Awobi for the Newcastle game. It, it was it was really good. Came to his feet, held off the defender little back here, and Awobi wins the game 1-0. Little moments like that are what's going to define our season. 97-minute winners, and that was all down to Cavallo and getting behind and creating that space. That little movement that he went from right to left, drew the centre-half out, out of position. Iwobi had already pulled Dan Bernard from the back, and he got space to finish that ball, which was great. The three points was enormous, but I feel like he can do that again on Sunday. He can bully the likes of Dawson. Play off Dawson. Don't maybe go off-cared He's a big lad. He knows... He knows what he's all about. But let's remember the season after when Lampard bought Chelsea to Goodison. And uh, we had Duncan Ferguson in charge. Calvert Loewen, Bullock, Kedzoom, and all over the park. And you've got to, as a player, look at these past games. Look how you've played against them in the past. Surely that gives you a little bit of a boost. I just hope he's fit enough to start. And like we said before, Fabian Delft's fit enough to start. And as Lee said earlier, we need to start creating chances. We have got a good attacking attacking four. We have. But let's find a system, find a way of utilizing our strengths and Calvert-Lewin is definitely a strength. He's not a weakness, maybe going through one-on-one, but being that battering ran off front, running the channels, holding the ball up, winning the headers, winning the flick-ons, it's massive. And maybe you just need them two weeks to get up to speed, get up to match fitness and utilize them in the running because my God, we're going to need them. We need everyone on top form. Mm. Lee,
2: looking at West Ham and, and their home form, Obviously, they're sitting uh, in seventh. We're obviously doing a lot better than Everton. But looking since January, they they beat Norwich at home 2-0. They then lost against Leeds at the London Stadium 3-2. They then beat Watford 1-0, drew with Newcastle 1-1, beat Wolves 1-0, and then uh, lost away at Spurs, which obviously isn't at home. Lost away at Spurs 3-1 last time out. So at home, especially, they're not scoring loads and they're not always winning, clearly. Like I say, Leeds have gone there and got something. Newcastle there have gone there and got something. Watford were on the, uh, the wrong end of a one-goal game, as were Wolves. So that should give Everton or all, all the players and Frank Lampard stuff some confidence, shouldn't it, surely? They are going to a place where, notoriously, they don't score many goals. And over since January, they're about 50-50. And some of the games they've played, like Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham would have saw them as winnable games. They failed to win them. So if the likes of Leeds and Newcastle can go there and get something... Surely now Frank Lampard and his staff will think, you know what? We have got the capabilities on our day to go to West Ham and pick up something.
3: Well, of course, you're right, Mick. Yeah, and you should do. And they should look at these things and, and gain confidence and, and optimism. But I, I think I said this last week. That's what Everton don't do. There's never a surprise sort of win away from home, like, you know, where we just pull it out of the bag and, you know, we, we shock people this is all what this is what needs to happen and this is what we want to see but unfortunately especially this season it just hasn't happened you know and you look at Norwich you know we, we go down and we lose at Norwich there's been endless games that we've been we've looked at beforehand and thought right okay there's things going for us here you know they're not a particularly good side we're facing you know we should get something from it and we've been turned over um so it's difficult and, and I don't want to sound negative. Yeah, um, but it, it's just hard to sort of go into these games with any sort of degree of optimism or taking into account these things that you quite rightly say we should take, you know, comfort in. Um, because more often than not, th- this team just just lets you down. But if you look at West Ham, the stadium, for example, the London Stadium, it's not one of these intimidating, you know, fans are on top of you type Arenas, it's not. You know, the fans are miles away from the pitch. You know, we've all been there and watched games. You know, you're miles away, so you know it's not as if Deakin. You know, we're going to be up against that. Um, West Ham, have got. I think, like I said at the start, I think they've got other irons in the fire. I think there's a chance that some of their players may have half an eye on. You know, a, a quarter is either the quarters or the semis of the Europa League that they've got coming up. You know, a huge game for West Ham. You know, they're not often in Europe. You know, and they're going to want to be involved in that. And, you know, although they, they'll say that they won't be subconsciously, I'm sure a lot of their players will be, you know, sidetracked by that a little bit. And, you know, they're, they're a good side, West Ham. They've improved under David Moyes. There's no doubt about that. But they're not brilliant. And on our day, you know, we've, we've mentioned it on the podcast today. If, if we can make it uncomfortable for them, get in the face, you know, really, really press and don't give them time on the ball, that's how, that's how you get things away from home because all of a sudden, you know, you disrupt the rhythm. You know, the, the fans get quiet, they get restless. We've seen it happen on the flip side of Goodison Park and then all of a sudden you can get a foothold in the game. But I think what's massive for Everton and we've all mentioned this at, at different times, you know, the first goal is huge. You know, if, if somehow we can get a lead in the game and then hold on and manage the game well and go from there, just give ourselves something to hold on to and and start off on the right foot, then I think that's massive. So for me, that's the biggest thing I'll be looking for on Sunday. I think, you know, go ahead in the game, not just starting off on the front foot with an attacking intent, but, you know, managing the game well, winning your personal battles. You know, that's what it should come down to now. It's just doing your basics, you know, so every man should know, right, this is your task today. This is your man. Win your personal battle because then, you know, the collective is a result of your, of your little individual results and, and I think that's how we're gonna see the corner being turned away from home and, and some of these crushing defeats turned into you know you know pleasing draws or nicking the odd result, the odd win and that, that's what we need now. But like you say, although I'm far from optimistic, it, it it's not impossible. And it's a game that if we're on it, we've got enough talented players in and amongst that squad. If we're on it and if we produce what we, we know we can produce on our day, which is all too rare. Of course we can go to West Ham and get a result. Of course we can, um, and that's what we need now because it, it's results like that, the games that you're not necessarily expect to take something from, especially three points, that will be absolutely massive because believe you me, that will be a kick in the teeth, like Ben said earlier on, a kick in the teeth to those around us they will go, oh, bloody hell, that's now pressure on our game. You know, and these sides aren't very good down there, just like we we haven't been very good this season, but it would be huge, not, not, not outside the realms of possibility by any means, So you know, let's hopefully we can we can surprise me and everybody else by going and getting a result on Sunday.
2: Okay, gents, it's that time again ahead of a massive seven days for Everton Football Club. They travel to West Ham, then Burnley, and then face Manchester United at home. All within seven days. Matt, it's that time again. It is prediction time. Sunday, two p.m. kickoff, the London Stadium, West Ham versus Everton. What is your score prediction, please?
1: Well, I think it's a good time to bring a little bit of optimism back. Um, been quite negative today, and it's it's understandable. I know you guys and me as well. We don't like to be negative, but you know they don't give us much, today. So I'm going to say we're going to grind out a
4: uh, one-one draw. A one-one draw for you and Ben. I'm going to put I'm going to put my neck on the line here. One eleven, up the toffees. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Lee, Ben, what have I told you about drinking in the day? 2-2, um, two, two, Desmond, to all.
2: And I'm going to stick with the ne- negative vibe and I am going to go for a 3-1 defeat. And that is all we've got time for. Everton face West Ham at the London Stadium, 2pm on Sunday. And we will be back Monday with all the fallout, all the match analysis and all the pre-match talk of Everton's massive trip to Burnley on Wednesday. In the meantime... Have a look at Watford away at Liverpool, Burnley face Man City. We'll all be keeping an eye on those scores. And then obviously on Sunday, fingers crossed and toes crossed for a result for the boys in blue. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Up the toffers and we'll see you Monday. Take care and all the very best. Thank you.